Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages live down the This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. We are streaming live down the internet from London. This show is dedicated to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. On tonight's show, we will continue to discuss the subject, Who is Babylon? We will be studying what the Bible teaches. More about our subject after we have had some music. Just a while 
Babylon. We will continue to discuss this subject tonight with answers from the Bible. We will also give historical and practical evidence to prove the Bible's accuracy. Have a pen and paper ready to write down some notes. Tonight we will be discussing these questions together. Why does the Church of England resemble the Catholic Church today? Where what where or why are there so many Bible translations today? How does Babylon relate to the judgment? How does Babylon relate to us personally? What remedy does God offer us who seek to escape from Babylon? Before we discuss this subject this evening, let us have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for voicing the wilderness internet radio, streaming live down the internet from London. As we study your word, we ask for your Holy Spirit to be of us and to open our minds and to teach us your words of truth. Is our prayer in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Listeners, let's first go to the book of Revelation chapter 14 and verse 8, which is our key Bible text for this series. Revelation chapter 14 and verse 8, and it reads, And there followed another angel, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. We are studying who is Babylon. History testifies that it is exactly the religious system that Christ and God has symbolized it to be, the unfaithful Christian church. Babylon is symbolic of the fallen Christian churches that have served and taught the doctrines of devils rather than the truth of the living God. As we continue studying this subject, we will share with you, listeners, the practical proof to show how religious bodies 
that profess to be Christian have become corrupt since the giving of the first angel's message in 1844. We continue to document how political, economic and religious systems have been put into place by the unfaithful Christian churches since 1844, just as God has predicted through his word. Now, why does the Church of England resemble the Catholic Church today? We read in the book of Revelation chapter 17 and verse 5, And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. Mystery, Babylon the Great, the Roman Catholic Church, the so-called Mother Church, has daughters who Jesus says are harlots, unfaithful to him. We will now look at the Church of England. A well-documented example of the acceptance of satanic teachings and errors by a church professing the, the Protestant faith can be seen on home soil here in England. The mysteries came into the Church of England through the Oxford Movement. The Roman Catholic Church seduced Cardinal Newman and Dr. Pusey and used them to introduce and set up ritualistic societies within the Anglican Church. This is the reason why the Anglican Church today almost mirrors the Roman Catholic Church. The Church of England has become a daughter of spiritual Babylon because it has slowly but surely accepted the spirit and form of Romanism that sprang up initially through the Oxford movement. You can read all about how this historically took place in Walter Walsh's acclaimed book written in 1899, The History of the Oxford Movement. On, pre, on page 370 of this book, in summary with his findings, the author Walter Walsh makes it plain to the reader. We object to the reunion with the papacy because the Church of Rome is the Babylon of the Revelation. Commenting further on page 371, the author states, And now we know, in a nutshell, what the ritualistic conspiracy really means. While Lord Halifax and his followers would lead us astray from the good old ways of our forefathers into open rebellion against the revealed will of God, let us hearken to God rather than man. You see, listeners, even back in 1899, God's faithful people knew then that, was, that there was a global conspiracy set up by Satan, acting through the papacy, which was infiltrating Protestant Christian churches, seeking to bring them into rebellion against the revealed, the revealed will of God. Now, why are there so, so many Bible translations today? Out of this Oxford movement came two leading teachers of error, Brooke Foss Westcott and John Anthony Hort. Many Christians do not realize that this movement has corrupted what people read when they choose certain Bible translations. Westcott and Hort, disciples of this Oxford movement, used corrupt Greek manuscripts based upon the Vaticanus and the Sinaitis texts to create New Testament Bibles that reflected their own beliefs. These men were the original translators of the New International Version 
and Jehovah's Witness New, New World Version Bibles, all of which deny the divinity of Christ. Regarding Westcott and Hort, we read in the book Our Authorised Version Vindicated, both rejected the atonement of the substitution of Christ for the sinner or vicarious atonement. Both denied that the death of Christ counted for anything as an atoning factor. They emphasized atonement through the incarnation. This is the Catholic doctrine. It helps defend the Mass. That's our authorized version vindicated, pages 158 to 159, P.G. Wilkinson. As mentioned in a previous radio broadcast, we will give some examples of how the corrupt Bible translations teach anti-Christian doctrine. If you open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 9, in the King James Version it reads, And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world have been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. Now in the New World Translation it reads, And to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God, who created all things. The New International Version and New World Translation versions of the Bible, which are basically the same Bibles, they leave out the truth that God created all things by Jesus Christ, thus denying Christ of his office of God, which he holds with the Father and the Holy Ghost. See 1 John 5-7 in your Bibles. Now another Bible text that we can look at to see how Westcott and Hort had corrupted the new versions is 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. The King James Bible reads, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Now the New World Translation reads, Beyond all question, the mystery of godliness is great. He appeared in a body, was vindicated by the Spirit, was seen by angels, was preached among the nations, was believed on in the world, was taken up in glory. We see again here how the New International Version of the Bible takes away Christ's rightful office as God. It just says he was manifested in a body. He can be any man. And it does not denote whether this he is human or divine who was manifest as the mystery of godliness. And so we see that Satan has inspired men not only in the Catholic Church, but also men in other professed Christian churches to have the spirit of Antichrist. They do not fully exalt Christ as God, but they deny him and oppose him by not declaring to the world who he really is. And what he did when he came as a human being to save the human race from sin. Can we see now, listeners, why Jesus has written the book of Revelation to start as he did? The Bible reads in the book of Revelation, chapter 1 and verse 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. 
The Bible reads in the book of Revelation chapter 1 and verse 8, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. The book of Revelation reveals Jesus Christ as the eternal and almighty God. Through Babylon, the unfaithful Christian church, Satan is seeking to take away Jesus' right to be known as the almighty God and rightful ruler of this earth. Through the unfaithful Christian church, Satan is seeking to make himself as God instead of Jesus Christ. Now how does Babylon relate to the judgment? The Bible reads in the book of Revelation chapter 18 and verse 2, And he cried mightily with a strong voice. This is the angel saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and, and is become the habitations of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Jesus has showed us a time in the future when Babylon will have fallen completely and become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. The unfaithful Christian churches will soon be fully controlled by satanic powers. The Bible continues in the book of Revelation chapter 18 and verse 4, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that you receive not of her plagues. Listeners, God is calling his people out of Babylon, out of the corrupt Christian bodies in order to escape the final judgment that is soon to fall upon them. It is one thing to talk about Babylon, or to read about Babylon, or to even preach about Babylon. But what use is this knowledge if it cannot save us from sin and God's wrath? Let's have a break for some music and we'll carry on this discussion after the break. Clocks keep on moving The world keeps on turning the sun keeps on arising while the moon keeps shining. Time moves on, time moves on. Someone's just living while someone's just dying. Somewhere there's laughter while elsewhere. There's crying, time moves on, time moves on. Once you were young and say, when you were in your prime, look at those strands of gray, those marks of father time. All of your silver. And all of your gold Can't stop time from moving on Nor you from growing old 
Time moves on Time moves on So fill your Who is Babylon? How does Babylon relate to us personally? We have to learn what made Babylon fall in the first place in order to know how to escape its doom. Let us look to see how God's people fell in the past. We read in the book of Isaiah chapter 3 and verse 8 For Jerusalem is ruined and Judah is fallen because their tongue and their doings are against the Lord, to provoke the eyes of his glory. It was by speaking and acting against God that God's people experienced the moral fall in the past. We read in the book of Hosea chapter 14 and verse 1, O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. The Bible makes it quite plain that God's church, his people, experience a moral fall by their iniquity. And so we can see that unless we as individuals accept Christ as a personal saviour and allow him to cleanse us from all sin, we, especially us who claim to be Christians, will become overcome by evil and controlled by devils. As we round off tonight's radio broadcast and look at the iniquity that makes individuals and nations fall, the Lord has impressed upon my mind to draw us listeners now to look upon our own hearts. Let us break things down. Listeners, how are our marriages? How are things between husband and wife? Are you loving and kind and caring towards each other? Is your only desire to live to make the one that you promised to love to be sweeter and healthier and happier? Who is guiding your plans? We are now looking practically, personally, about who is Babylon. Listeners, did you know that satanic religion is based around sex worship? Sodomy is not just between man and man. Babylonian Sexual practices are used by couples professing to be Christians. And here is the real reason for a number of health issues and cancers. And not just this. Many use the sexual union to either entrap or to bring down others. Let us turn to Psalm chapter 28 and verse 3. The Bible reads, Draw me not away with the wicked, and with the workers of iniquity, which speak peace to their neighbours, but mischief is in their hearts. Individuals, families, and even nations have been conquered through the emotional blackmail and small talk that goes on in the bedchamber. Sex with many is only a physical exchange of their partner in order to, get, to gain material wants. And I'll say this again. Sex with many is only a physical exchange of their partner in order to gain material wants. 
How many have become rich by claiming to love someone when they do not? All these evil things profess Christians' practice, which is why Jesus calls his unfaithful people Babylon. Through Jesus Christ, we learn what true, healthful, pure love is. It will preserve another person's body and not wreck it through lust. The love that comes from God is also honest and faithful and willing to die for someone to preserve them from harm, whether they be rich or poor, learned or unlearned. True love is only from heaven and is not dependent upon material wealth. And so how do we stand on this point, listeners? Are you in Babylon? Reading from an article in a paper called The Review and Herald, written by Ellen G. White, dated April the 14th, 1896, we learn the following. The enemy is working continually to supplant Jesus Christ in the human heart and to place his attributes in the human character, in the place of the attributes of God. He brings his strong delusions to bear upon the human mind that he may have a controlling power. He seeks to obliterate the truth and abolish the true pattern of goodness and righteousness in order that the professed Christian world may be swept to perdition to perdition, sorry, through separation from God. He is working in order that selfishness may become worldwide and thus make of no effect the mission and work of Christ. Listeners, how is it in our families? Is there true love for siblings or is there rivalry for inheritance? How many brothers and sisters have robbed their own siblings from that which is rightfully theirs in order to carry out their own evil and selfish purposes and plans? The fifth commandment is dishonoured as children disregard their parents' wishes with some even taking their own mother or father to court in order to get what they believe is rightfully theirs. All this is done under the name of being a so-called Christian. Hear, listeners, what Jesus says. The Bible reads in the book of Proverbs, chapter 30 and verses 11 and 17, There is a generation that curseth their father and doth not bless their mother. The eye that mocketh at his father and despiseth to obey his mother, the ravens of the valley shall pick it out and the young eagle shall eat it. Note that all who curse their father and disobey their mother, the Bible declares, God leaves to be preyed upon by unclean birds. Now who do unclean birds represent in scripture? The Bible reads in the book of Revelation, chapter 18 and verse 2, And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen and is become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. An unclean bird is symbolic of a devil. And so those who cherish the spirit of Babylon, and as professed Christians, disrespect their parents in order to gain an inheritance from their family, they become a prey for devils and unclean spirits. God leaves them to be devoured by satanic powers. 
How about in our churches, listeners? Why do you think that so many priests and ministers are pedophiles? Who changed the seventh-day Sabbath, Saturday to the first day of the week, Sunday, a pagan holiday? Who believes that the spirits of the dead live on as ghosts? Who worships the Virgin Mary? Who worships their ancestors? These are all the practices and teachings that have infiltrated into the Christian church, primarily from Roman Catholicism, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots. And what about our jobs, listeners? Why are so many people taking up psychology and emotional counselling, especially in management courses? Who has given anyone the right to probe into another person's thoughts and into their intimate life experience? Who has given anyone the right to control another mind? All this is the spirit of Babylon. The government of God does not force the universe to make choices. Heaven gives created beings the right to freely choose who they want to serve. The Bible reads in the book of Psalms, chapter 37 and verses 10 to 11, For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. It will be the meek who inherit the earth, the patient and gentle, not the impatient and rough and bullies of this earth. May this be a comfort tonight, listeners, to those who are either living or working with devils. Now, what remedy does God offer us who seek to escape from Babylon? The Bible reads in the book of Matthew, chapter 11 and verse 29, Take my yoke upon you, Jesus says, and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. We escape Babylon in mind, in spirit, and in person by learning of Jesus. It is in his service that a person finds rest for their soul. All who profess to be Christian, but yet in works deny God, are under the most fearful warning to repent of their evil deeds and to serve God truly. The wrath of God will fall down heaviest upon those who received the truth of God, but who rejected it in order to serve Satan. Let it not fall down on us, listeners, the wrath of God, is my sincere prayer. Let's have another break for some music and we round off with some closing thoughts. That never fears Can you imagine that? And the only tears we weep Are tears of joy Every hunger satisfied And every baby's cry Would be heard A soul that never grieves 
imagine that And a father never leaves his child alone The darkness has no power No desperate lonely hours To make it through until the morning light And we would see the hope with each sunrise In a perfect world There would always be A second chance allowed In a perfect world There would be enough love To go around somehow would be the sweetest sound on earth in a perfect world A faith with wings to fly Can you Imagine that, and the will to try is never far away. Every man would know his call, and something in us all would long to see a wounded spirit healed, and live to see a brother's dream fulfilled in a perfect world. In a perfect world, there would be enough love to go around somehow. And peace would be the sweetest sound on earth in a perfect world. Never be in question. Life would last forever, and God would bind our hearts together. Now wouldn't that be heaven? In a chance allowed in a perfect world there would be enough love to go around somehow and peace would be the sweetest sound on earth in a
who is Babylon? Listeners, I hope that the message this evening, that it reaches down to your heart. I do pray that as we've gone through these studies, we will see that it's the professed Christian church that's become unfaithful to God. It's fine to study about Babylon and to talk about Babylon, but the real question is, is the spirit of Babylon in me or is it in you? Or do we have the spirit of God and of Christ and reflect his true love and truth? This is the question for us all listeners and this is the reason why this message and this radio show is being presented. It's time for each and every one of us to look into our hearts and to see whether we are either thinking or practicing or, or doing both. Thinking and practicing Babylonian practice, Babylonian, or are we thinking and practicing the truth? the truth as it is in Jesus, because this is what this is all about. Christ is coming for a people that reflect his image and his likeness, and that's the reason why he's given this message in the book of Revelation, to wake up God's people and to make them realize that if they do not fix up their lives, they stand to come under the condemnation of the wrath of God. And so it's our prayer that we will listen to the message that God says and to come out of Babylon in either mindset or practice or both and that we will be ready to stand in the judgment and to meet Jesus when he comes. So let us pray, listeners, now. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word and I do pray and ask that all who have listen to this message that all who have studied this message in their Bibles and that all who have looked at the historical incidents on this earth will see how the church has become unfaithful, sadly, and has lost its first love. We thank you, Lord, that in your mercy you've given us time to repent and to do the first works and for all initially who claim to be Christian who are listening, but who have backslidden in their lives, I pray, Lord, in your mercy, you would give them a chance to turn around and to work with you to clean up sin in their lives. This is the reason why you came, Lord, to cleanse us from all sin and iniquity through your word, Lord. I pray for those who may have neglected Bible study or prayer or practicing the truth that they would start from the beginning to go on their knees and to repent and to rededicate their lives to you and to do those things that are necessary and that are pleasing in your sight in order for them to be saved, Lord. Not to rely upon their own strength, but the strength that comes from you. I pray for those who have not given their heart to you that they would realize more and more the reason why the world is as it is and that rather than pointing at the things of the world, 
that they would give their hearts to you to be ready for you to come. And so, Lord, we commit these things into your hands, thanking you for your mercy and for your grace upon us. Remembering those who may be sick, those who may have financial problems, for those who may have marital problems, for those who may be discouraged. All this this Babylonian system seeks to press upon our minds, Lord, But by your grace, I pray, Lord, that we can all gain the victory in the name and power of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. I ask these things in his wonderful name. Amen. Listeners, if you have any questions or if you would like more information, please send an email to inquiries at wildernesspublications.org. You can send a text message to 07944-062-786. If you live in the United Kingdom, please contact us with your name and address and we will send you a free bookmark called The Second Angel's Message. If you have the Android app for Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio, go to the ebook section, then find the title Bible Readings for the Home. At chapter 51, you will find the subject The Second Angel's Message. This chapter will give you more information about today's topic. You can also listen to and download our radio show podcasts at https colon forward slash forward slash voice dash in dash z dash wilderness dot podcast page dot io forward slash. You can also buy the books The Illuminati 666 and The Fall of Babylon in Type and Antitype from our website, www.wildernesspublications.org, and they will give you more practical and spiritual information about the subject. On next week's show, we will continue to discuss the subject, The Second Angel's Message. Well, that's it for tonight's show. Until next week, good night, and God bless. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages. This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week.